Welcome to Direct to Audio Movie Discussions Podcast. My name is Spencer, and Spooky Season is coming to a close. We have a couple more episodes left, and Liz is back on for her final Spooky Season episode. She did get three because, one, we kind of already planned a while back with Nightmare on Elm Street. Two, we wanted to do them with Steven, so we did the bracket episode. And then three, I told you you could pick a movie to watch. So Liz, first, hello. And then second, what movie did you end up picking a couple weeks back? Hi, Spencer. Spooky season has been so much fun. I'm so sad that this is my last episode, but we are going out with a bang with Hereditary. Hereditary is probably one of my favorite horror movies in the past 10 years or so um i confidently can say that and probably one of my favorites just ever so when you suggested it i was very happy i was kind of open to whatever you would have pitched because i was kind of looking forward to a couple different ideas because i I know we like talking about like goofy movies and like classic ones Mm -hmm. but it feels kind of nice to talk about a more recent one i will say one that i did shut down is you pitched (laughs) hocus pocus Oh, man. I feel like the listeners are like, no. <laughs> you know, okay, here's the thing. One of these two movies that I just mentioned there is like wildly beloved. And the other one is like people either like it or hate it. So we picked the one that like apparently people are like, this movie kind of sucks. And this movie either kind of rocks. So it's kind of yeah. in this like weird plane. But I just didn't want to do – I feel like we needed a true spooky movie. Mm-hmm. for spooky season because we did uh scooby-doo and zombie island we did ghostbusters we did uh, from dusk till dawn um but i needed like a just a one to sink our teeth into yeah and i'm glad you picked this because this movie fucking scares me this movie is truly like a masterpiece like i have so many notes written about different shots mm-hmm. the sounds in this movie like Ari Aster is a true like creator of film and I just I love his stuff. Yeah, so Ari Aster directed this and this is his first movie that he Which directed. Is bonkers. Yeah, and I will just say right now on the technical side of things, it is a masterpiece on that regard. It looks gorgeous. Some of the shots are just excellently done. And not only that, just like the direction he gives to some of these characters and the uh, actions that they take, just fantastic. And uh, he's definitely one of the most unique minds I've seen in horror. What I kind of compare him to is he kind of feels like he's trying to do Wes Anderson in a horror movie. Um, and for those of you, I know you're not really a huge Wes Anderson film like fan, but like mm-hmm. Wes Anderson does like these like very quick and unique shots, and he is very symmetrical with the way he shoots things. And this movie just really feels like it plays with symmetry and kind of shot composition in a lot of different ways. I just want to say this right off the bat. This is, I feel like I said, a divisive horror movie because it it doesn't feel like a horror movie until like halfway through. There's a mood shift right in the middle. Mm -hmm. I can see that, but I also disagree. (laughs) No, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I will, I just want to say this right now. If you haven't seen this movie, I don't recommend it to everybody because it is a very hard watch. Like I, you leave feeling like you got punched in the gut and like there's a couple i mean so dead meat is the podcast i listen to the most horror movie podcast and they Mm -hmm. covered hereditary a long time ago and one i listened to it because i want to make sure i'm not covering like other things that they said Um, okay but two they did say like move inside groove this thing is like horror movies and movies in general i talked about this with a slasher episode last week like we use it for escapism and you know there is sometimes that relatability towards it and like there's fun movies you can put on to kind of just drone out a little bit no this one is like 
it just hurts. And for sure. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole family aspect of this, like this these kind of movies are why I have trust issues. It's like you could be like trying to sell me to the devil. I don't want to be, you know, a part of that, you know. Yeah, and it's just a lot of familial drama. It deals mm-hmm. with grief. I mean, the whole selling point of this movie was the family dealing with grief in different ways. Um the plot is basically, I mean, I, I don't want to go too much into spoiler territory if you've never seen this movie. Um, we'll, we'll kind of have a point where we stop it. But it is just a family dealing with grief after a loss happens. Um, spooky things start to happen. I kind of compare it to movies like um, Silence of the Lambs and Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist and Get Out. And, where they're, they're kind of slow burning and they have these like bursts of horror. Um, throughout it but like but a majority of those have this like drama feel to them where mm-hmm. they feel more like a grounded just normal and i say normal because some people don't like horror but like normal drama film with horror elements just thrown in there and then at a certain point it just says fuck it it's gonna be straight horror and that's one of the reasons why i really like this movie i'm not sure how your thoughts are on that yeah no i really enjoy a good slow burn like i feel like this is the movie that really got me into like wow like the payoff at the end is so crazy and so intense and like going back and watching this movie like there are so many things that you pick up on mm-hmm. throughout that like when people are like there's no real horror movie i'm like it's these little seedlings these little droplings have been there throughout the entire film it's just you see it more at the end and that's you what know? gives you chills throughout the movie because mm-hmm. like watching this again um and because I've watched this movie quite a bit, but like watching it and studying it and looking in the backgrounds and the shots and kind of the little nuances, like you just pick yeah. up on little things that, yeah, really kind of just send like a chill down your spine. And then, and then it hits a point of just, yeah, pure horror at the end. Um, but we'll go through some of the basics here. Stars Tony Collette. Um, cough should have got an Oscar cough. I mean, this is an amazing <laughs> performance. She is the main character, Annie, um, and she's excellent. Uh, Alex Wolf, who's also excellent. I mean, I mostly oh, I most love people, Alex Wolf. Yeah, most people are gonna know him probably from the new Jumanji movies. He's uh, he yeah. was from the Naked Brother Band. Oh which my kind gosh, of, back and, in the day. Yeah, and then the, his most recent piece of work was uh, he was an old, which is that new M Night Shyamalan movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, but he's Wasn't fantastic. He in, uh, Pig as well, or is that somebody? Yes, else? yep, he's in Pig. Yes, oh, Pig is so good. Um, and he's only twenty three. <laughs> Which is wild. Like God, he's so good and so talented, and he was like, yeah. 20, like probably like what twenty at the time, mm-hmm. and he's amazing. Uh, but then you have Millie Shapiro, also excellent, uh, playing Charlie. Um, then you have Ann Dowd playing Joan, and then Gabriel Byrne playing the husband Steve. But uh, my sister pointed out Steve most notably, Dave. Steve. I love Steve. Uh, most notably, he <laughs> is from Usual Suspects. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so she saw me. I was like, I don't remember who he is. And she's like the usual suspects. So she knew. This is an A24 movie. Um, A24 Ooh. is probably one of my favorite production companies because they just yes, have some. Thank you, Spencer. Oh, I mean, they just have some great movies. I mean, the, oh the pro... my God, they have some of my favorites. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably their most notable ones. I, have, I wrote a list down here. Oh, yes, um, please. Moonlight, Ladybird, yep. Room, Ex Machina. Disaster Artist, The Farewell, Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, Midsummer. They have a lot of really um, unique so and different good. films. And this, ironically enough, is their most profitable film they've ever made. It made $81 million really? in the box office. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Wow. Yeah. Came out in 2018. It's a slow burn. It can be a lot. It does deal with grief and uh, loss and death 
And so if you are someone who, you know, has anxiety or stress about that, um, maybe skip this one. This is not the movie to yeah. watch. <laughs> and I don't blame you. It. I mean, I left when I first saw this movie, I literally just like sat there with the TV off, like decompressing because it just, yeah. it like, there's just a lot happening. Um, it's amazing mm-hmm. though. I will, like I said, I love it. It's really scary. And I think that the topics that it dives into are extremely interesting. And for sure. It, I think you said it really well. It's a modern masterpiece, I would say. I, I, I think this one, when we look back on it, it's going to be ref, you know, regarded in a higher light than what it is uh, right now with fans because it is kind of divisive. There's like this study where they test heartbeats to see what the scariest movies are, and I'm pretty sure Hereditary was on that list. Yes, it is. Yeah, so, no, number yeah. one is Sinister. <laughs> um, actually, Host is now number one. I think they updated it. Oh, wow. Which yeah, is, that Zoom movie, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Because um, that did not, I mean, it was scary, but. Yeah, that wasn't my thing. You know? I, th- I think Sinister yeah. is more scary, especially oh, that lawnmower yeah. scene. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But this one, I think, yeah, definitely deserves to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I said it's divisive, it has a 76.5 average with the way I look at reviews. Really? But I mean, like, here's the thing. Critically, it's really good. Fan, like 89%, 87%. Um, but fans are kind of low on it, like mid sixties, seventies. I just think it's because it doesn't sell itself. It's a slow burn. Slow burns are really divisive. Like I know I like the witch, you like the witch, but like my sister Mm -hmm. and Steven don't like that movie. Um, and I know some people like, I don't really like slow burn horror because it like, they want the horror to be there right off the bat. Um, which is fine. I think everybody's a little bit different for this movie. Is there anything you want to say that's not really spoilery before we get into it? No, I want to get into the spoiler. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah. So I guess we'll start right here. Spoilery. If you want to go watch it or if you want to just hear about this movie first to see if you would like it and then go check it out, that's always a good option too. What I like about this movie is that it has it's, – it's really grounded in this reality where it's this family – and this is a spoiling movie right now. We're going to pretty much like dive into some stuff right here. Mm-hmm. it's not over the top acting like a lot of horror movies have this feels like natural reactions to if you were to lose a, a parent or a child and it everybody acts so differently and the reactions feel genuine and then when it has this horror like sidecar next to it that deals with the occult and the supernatural which is usually a horror genre that tries to lend itself to reality a little bit uh, it really kind of blends itself together nicely, and it doesn't feel like it's out of place at any moment. It feels like it it's natural throughout, and I love that about this. You see how differently they act depending on, like, honestly, about who dies. So, you know, her mother dies, and I, I wrote this down. Like, Tony Collette says, should I be sadder? But then when Charlie dies, she's, like, convulsing on the ground and rocking back and forth, and, like, literally the subtitle said wailing continues yep. and it's just her being so distraught and, and she's like saying a- i want to die i just want to yes die. oh my gosh it's so like i'm getting chills right now yeah. let's let's get into it so yes the movie starts off with an obituary for ellen lee uh unexplained illness is not even listed uh she is survived by the main family the grams which is annie charlie steve and peter we immediately see like this almost like a cabin built in this tree house or this tree I it's love- like a tree house it's gorgeous yes. Oh my gosh. Dream treehouse. Um, yeah. And a focal point of the film. We see it through the window in the backyard. It's uh, through Peter's room. 
Um, then we go over a bunch of miniatures in like this workspace and we see home models. And this is such a great shot. We zoom into the house and I actually, if you look at it, it looks like there's a figure over the bed on the left. Um, and then as we zoom Ooh. in, we, it, we notice that it's actually just like a, a, a sweater on a chair. But it looks like someone's watching over Peter's oh, sleep. That's so cool. Yeah. And then as it zooms in, it immediately transitions into real time into Peter being asleep in the bed. Mm-hmm. What I really – sorry. Go ahead. No, no. no I was going to say and – then, and then we just go to the dad showing up and being like, hey, time to get up. We have to go to the funeral. Throws his suit on the bed. Um, and then uh, there's a cute pupper in there, which I like. Sweet boy. Yeah, sweet boy. But I knew you were going to say. Um, I just, what I like about that shot is that when we go into Peter's bedroom through the dollhouse, like the lighting and nothing change. No, it changes. looks exactly the same. So it, it looks exactly, so it looks like it's just them within the little house. And I just think that's a really cool concept. And this is what I think, and I want to talk about this real quick. We'll bring this up kind of right mm-hmm. now. A through line of this is this idea that, you know, it is hereditary and this it's, it's inevitable and fate kind of has already dictated their fates. Mm-hmm. And that it, it's in that Heracles chat during the school, but I have that written down. Oh, of course, that's like a <laughs> moment. It's so but like, good. it's also the same idea of like a dollhouse, where like these you are someone larger is controlling your movements and your oh uh, in your life, and there's not like you might have this free will throughout, it and the characters you might be able to put, but at the end of the day, you're deciding what happens to them. Yes. Um, and there are a lot of shots that I love that look like you're mm-hmm. staring directly into a dollhouse. Like the way you move through the rooms and the way that you move through this house, it's not natural. And it feels like you're going from room to room looking at an open dollhouse, being like, here's the kitchen, here's the living room, here's this part of the house, here's the bedrooms. It doesn't feel like real life. You feel like you're walking through a dollhouse. And I, oh, I, I, snaps. I, I think it's such a cool concept. Good job, Spencer. Thank you. That's the film. I, yeah. I love and, it. But I love this house too. It's like has like these foresty yes. colors. It looks like it's built out of like Lincoln logs kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Tony Collette, Annie. She's in the car. She's sad. Go to the treehouse and we see Charlie was in the treehouse last night. The little girl. Dad gets mad being like, hey, it's freezing. You get pneumonia. Which I wonder if that's like meaning something. He says it a lot and I never really catch up yeah. to it. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but she's so cute. It's like her first role. And, only, and she's only done stuff on Broadway. But she was like, oh, um, yeah, that's okay. I know. And she's like, I'll just get pneumonia. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Cut to the funeral. And Tony Collette's giving this eulogy about her mom. And it's basically like, hey, she was very private. It's really interesting to see a lot of new faces here that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, she kept things to herself. Mom was like really opinionated and divisive. And she would like fight you if she thought she was right yeah it's it's kind of odd that like she doesn't really paint her mother in a good light which tends to happen during eulogies Mm -hmm. and i also really like that um tony collette annie said oh she had her own private rituals i'm like oh yeah that's funny (laughs) we see that charlie's like finish like kind of making like a little she's drawing in her book at this time, right? Or is she making a toy? She's doing something. No, she's... She, uh, yeah, she's drawing, and the dad okay. like kind of closes the book and stuff because yeah. it's like a horrible picture of Annie. It looks like she's like yelling, and she has like boils on her face or something. Yeah, it's like a gross picture. Uh, Steve's yeah. like, yeah, shuts it. Charlie goes up to the uh, casket, sees Grandma, and sees the necklace with a symbol on it that's going to possibly yeah. come into play later. And then there's just this Ooh. creepy looking blonde <laughs> dude staring at them with like these bright white teeth, um, dude, and. It just, it's unsettling. Um, it's very and then uncomfortable. Charlie's back to drawing. And what does she do with – what noise does she make, Liz? 
Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Hold on, y'all. All All right. (laughs) Did you hear it? Yeah, we heard it. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, so Charlie has like this, I don't want to say like a tick, but it's it's like it kind of is, but she just... Um, oh my god! <laughs> and then she sees okay. someone like wipe a liquid on Grandma's mouth. Yeah, I ne- I never knew what that was. No, I guess it's another part of the ritual. So we're gonna get. Oh, into, she's like, like eating a candy bar, right? She eats a whole fucking Hershey bar, which a is whole like Hershey who, bar. <laughs> who just casually eats like a full size Hershey bar? Like like in then, the middle of a funeral. In the middle of a funeral. I mean, I guess she's like. She, I think she's supposed to be like thirteen. Yeah, she's so, young. And. It's like kind of implied that she might be on like the spectrum. It also she might be possessed at certain point. Like it's a it's very mm-hmm. strange because like there are some comments like throughout by Annie and Steve um, about Charlie and even Charlie makes some comments too. So uh, and she, yeah she's drawing in her books and she's making little figurines and trinkets and but they panic and they run up to her and they're like hey does that ch- chocolate bar have nuts in it? We don't have the EpiPen. Uh, that and they like they beat it into you like, like make sure it doesn't have nuts in it. Yeah, which is crazy. Like in retrospect, you know what I mean? Because like beforehand, you're like, oh, whatever. Like that's just some weird like character thing, right? But well, comes into play later. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and this is where Annie. We cut back to the house. Annie's like, hey, should I feel sadder? And her husband's like, yeah, it'll come. Yeah. Steve is so supportive. <laughs> he is quite supportive. Like. Good on him, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> but then we see Annie's making these miniatures. She works as, like, she has, like, an art gallery. Or, like, she works in, like, super books cool. of miniatures. Mm-hmm. But we see that she kind of uses them to cope because she's making, like, the hospice room that her mom was in. Um, and we see some more about that later. And then I like this interaction between Peter and Steve, the dad, where the dad walks in and yeah. is like, hey, you sad? And then Peter's like, meh. And then Steve's like, yeah, same. (laughs) Right? Like, they're just, like, so straight up with each other. Yeah. Uh, Annie's checking on Charlie. And Charlie is, like, the sad one in the house. She was the Mm -hmm. favorite of Grandma. And she... uh, We find out that um, Grandma fed Charlie instead of Annie, which I thought was like, oh, she only, like, gave her dinner. I was like, cute. No. We find out later that Grandma was breastfeeding Charlie. Yeah. It's fucking gross. It's so weird. Charlie says that. (laughs) She says, Grandma wanted me to be a boy. And then Mm -hmm. this is what I was saying earlier, kind of, where she says, like, hey, who will take care of me once you, like, who will take care of me now? And then Annie's like, I will. And then Charlie's like, what about when you die? Right? So it's just like, oh, wow. And then she's like, well, (laughs) Peter and Steve or someone will take care of you. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is where it's like, is this Charlie talking or is this payment at the time? Yeah, no, like, that's a good point. Like, it's just so, like, blurred because it could be either or, you yeah, know? Yeah, and uh, we kind of feel like we, we find out that they're parallel. So it's kind of a weird conversation for them to be having. Annie tries to comfort yeah. her being like, hey, if you wanted to cry, you can cry. Um, I know that, like, sometimes it's hard, but, uh, you know, you're very strong. And she's just trying to be a nice mom. And then we uh, see that there's a word carved on the wall. Yes, I have it written down. Do you know what it means, Spencer? I'm sure you looked it up. <laughs> I did not look up any of these words. All right. So before we get into that, I did want to mention I like the contrast between Peter and Charlie's rooms. Peter's yes. is very boring, very dull. And then throughout the movie, you see it get messier with like mm-hmm. stuff. And then Charlie's like all of her cute little trinkets and stuff. She just it's so like weirdly lively. 
because of all of her lo- oh hi babe yep stormy just meowed oh, the kitty hi yep. come on bubba sit down no, <laughs> come on come lay down Aww. Um, but anyway, you were saying about the bedroom. Yeah, I just really like all of her little creations and how like well lit her room is and the colors and stuff like that. But anyway, we see the we see the word. It's used in the ritual of necromancy or speaking with the dead. Oh wow! Okay, isn't that yeah. fun? So yeah, then that uh, <laughs> that may definitely be payment then speaking. Um, mm-hmm. And we see a lot of words written on the wall in Charlie's room and in the yes. house. And I'm assuming you looked all those up as well. I did. Okay, so when we get to them, <laughs> you bring them up and then you tell me what they are. You'll I got be my, you. You'll be my definition person. Got you. <laughs> okay, so Annie goes to unpack her mom's thing, and there's a book about spiritualism. And then this note's kind of creepy, where it's like the note. Yes. Mom left a note for her, and it's specifically to her, like after she's dead. And it's like, hey, I'm sorry for the things that I couldn't tell you. Don't be sad about your losses. In the end, they'll all be worth it. And then it ends by saying, our sacrifices will pale next to the rewards. Which, like, in the uh, once this movie ends, it's like, holy shit. Um, Annie quickly packs up to leave. And then this shot is so fucking scary. Spencer, Um, I hate it so much. (laughs) She turns the light off. And in the corner is just grandma. Yes, Stormy, lay down. It's going to be scary. um, (laughs) Smiling in the dark. And then, without breaking the shot, Annie turns the light on, and Grandma just disappears. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. And it's not like she's, it's not like you, like, think she's there. Like, there is literally Grandma in the darkness staring, and it's grossly weird. Um, Oh, it's so weird. Then cut to, in like I said, like a Wes Anderson way, she spins around this model right in front of the camera, and it's it's symmetrical with the shot, and it is Grandma breast uh it's annie <sighs> breastfeeding charlie but grandma's sitting there with her titty out like uh use mine instead <laughs> uh, i mean it literally just, it's literally her yes. just like holding her boob next to annie breastfeeding oh, charlie it's so bad it's so gross um, i hate it yep we're in the next day charlie's tinkering around with uh she's making like a figurine out of like a like a gold bond bottle and some paper clips and then just a bird slams into the window which is like it's a jump scare. Like, I, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, and no. the noise and everything. Like, oof. And everyone panics. And what does Charlie do? She just sits there and stares at scissors. Oh man. Yep. Yep. We know what's coming. <laughs> well, we then transition immediately to Peter, and what is he staring at, Liz? A booty. <laughs> He's just looking at ass. Um, and this part is like oddly funny in a sense in some parts because like his friend yeah. like texts him and is like, hey. You want to go smoke a bowl? And then they turn around and they hey, like a thumbs high. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's so good. But what is the conversation about in class that day, Liz? Yeah. Um, you had mentioned it earlier. It's a Shakespearean play, right? Yep. Heracles. Yep. Yes. All, all the signs being handed to him, a.k.a. what's happening. There are pawns in this horrible, helpless machine. And I just, I yep. chef's kiss. It's so good. And yeah, it's basically like, hey, is it more tragic or less tragic that no matter what they do, Mm -hmm. their fate is already determined? And there's a really funny moment, though, because like there's this kid that goes less and the teacher's like, why? And the kid just goes, because. (laughs) Yes. And the teacher's like, you'll be fucking kidding me. (laughs) He's Uh, like, he's so tired. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, we find out basically throughout that speech, like Thanos, uh, it's inevitable. Oh my um, god! <laughs> and uh, 
Then uh, we cut back outside. Charlie's eating another fucking full-size candy bar, which, like, still gross to me. Like, I don't Good eat... on her, man. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> hey, man, if you have the metabolism of a kid and you can do that, eat all the candy and gross mm-hmm. shit. I mean, I remember, like, going home and, like, <laughs> making a full-size pizza and eating the whole thing oh by my myself. And now it's like if I did that at 3 o'clock, I would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just really funny. Oh, God. Yeah, I'd be gone. <laughs> Seriously, like I can't like my tablets. I'm like, I like I look back now and I I would literally when I was in college, I would like I would go for work and eat. And then when I was coming back home from work, I would grab Taco Bell to eat. And it's like I had like three dinners basically because I'd eat lunch late, dinner er, like early. And then it's like my body now again would like shut down. It's like, what are you doing? All the sodium. Oh, yeah. My body's like, please stop, sir. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was just eating this candy bar and she's staring at the dead bird. What does she do with this dead bird? Um, she cuts the head off of the dead bird, mm. and there's someone staring at her from across the street. Yeah, and they're just like waving. Bum, bum, bum. Um, That's so weird. Annie, and she's so chill about it. <laughs> she's just pissed cash. Just cut a head off. Decapitation <laughs> is a huge through line through this. Big through line. Yeah. Back to the house. Annie's working on models, and she's researching apparitions. Goes by her mom's room again just to see if anything's in there. Knows a triangle is burned on the floor. Yeah, isn't that weird? Oh, it is like, weird. What? Like, how does she not think that was I weird? I think the bed was over it before. And yeah, she's like, man, whatever. Cemetery calls Steve and is like, hey, someone desecrated your mother's grave. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And uh, we find out later that they also stole the body. Yeah, no, I love, um, what was it, later in the movie when they send him pictures over email? Yeah, like, hey, by like, the way. who does that? Here's an email of this grave that's fucking, like, undug up. Uh, he doesn't tell Annie what's happened, which is very sweet because, like, you know, she's already going through a lot. Yeah. Um, But then, like, this is where, like, I, I have a question. She says, like, hey, I'm going to go see a movie. And it says goes to grief counseling. Yeah. I would be like, let's go to the movies. Like, you didn't invite me to see a movie? No, dude, yeah, the dad's just like, okay, have fun. It's like, no, 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 take me with you. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you going to go see? Or like, how was the movie? What movie did you watch? Like, he asks none of these questions. Yeah, that's um, weird. But it's like, hey, I mean, that's the relationship. But okay, but again, hereditary and keeping things hidden. She talks about how Peter keeps things to himself. Oh, yes. She mm-hmm. talks about how her grandma kept things to her. Her mother keeps things to herself. She keeps things to herself as well. So it's that yeah. through line. It, and only Ugh. them, since they're blood related, have that through line. She goes to grief counseling and... We get a great shot. It's like a slow zoom in a montage. Yeah, she goes off. And it is just a big, like, it's an all exposition about, like, hey, here's my family. So So much. She says she's done this before. Grief counseling. We don't know when, really. She says a lot about her mom, how she had uh, dissociative identity disorder. Um, Her father had psychotic depression and starved himself. And her brother had schizophrenia and hung himself mm-hmm. after mom. He he kept accusing mom oh of God, putting yeah. people inside him. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, which is dark when That's you think about so this movie. so scary and dark, yeah. Yes. Um, also shares that, Ooh. like, when uh, Peter was born, the dad was like, you guys aren't to see each other. And um, then when Chai was born, she felt this guilt. And her mom, quote, unquote, forced her hooks into her. And... Uh, feels like she's blamed for something not sure what it was and basically unloads all these concerns of being like hey something was going on with her and it just messed with my family a little bit and you notice um we'll get to joan later but she's mm-hmm. also at the meeting Fucking and that joan. just really rubs like it really scared that's the scariest thing is that like you can just be going on your like with your day-to-day 
but then these like cult people are still around you and like monitoring you when I mean, you think it's that oh my happens gosh. throughout the entire movie. It's, you see them in the I background it. everywhere. Yes. It's awful. Like she's just trying to go to therapy, man. <laughs> They're just like, here we are. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't give a shit about anybody's feelings. Um we cut back to the house and Peter's smoking a bong and reading a text <laughs> so saying that there's a party and he should bring his dick. <laughs> I love that. That's like something <laughs> It's like something I would say, hey, bring your dick, man. Bring your dick. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but then this is where I question. Why was his phone behind the fucking curtain on the windowsill? So you can get that cool shot of somebody breathing in the dark looking Thank at him. Thank you for noticing that. <laughs> Wasn't that so good? Okay, so. Oh my gosh, he, so good. He leans out the window to blow the bong smoke out. As you did. As you would. <laughs> um, and then we get a shot from outside where like it's in the in the left side of the frame. There's someone staring at him. From the treehouse, and they're uh, they're breathing, and you can see their breath because it's so cold outside. Oh, it's so good. I love it. And then cut to the next day. Charlie's making arts and crafts with the bird head. What the fuck, Charlie? <laughs> and then she's clicking her Oof. tongue, and mm-hmm. we see a shimmering light, like it's the Eagles in Hotel California. Oh my god! Uh, going around the room. <laughs> um, her head oh, grows. Man. Her head does not grow heavy, and her sight does not grow dim. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. We uh, see it go around the wall, and Charlie sees it and follows it. Charlie goes outside with the bird head. We, this is kind of interspliced between another scene, but like she basically marches outside and goes into like, the field next to the house and sees that there's a woman sitting in the middle of the field, which I think is Joan. Um, oh, do you? I thought it like, was just a vision of her grandma. See, okay, here's why. Th- okay, here's what I'm going to get okay. to. Yeah. So I, I, I thought it was that potentially, but there's a burning field in the burning circle. I think it is mm-hmm. Joan burning grandma's body. Uh, okay. Because we find oh, out later that the grandma's yeah. body's burned. That's um, super interesting. Okay. I like that. I'm going to have to rewatch it so I can. I, but it could also be the again. grandma. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Peter comes like to see Annie while this is happening. Is like, hey, can I borrow the car for a school barbecue? And the oh, mom's this is like. So... <laughs> I, I, Keep going, please. <laughs> I, I do like that the mom's like, you can be drinking. And then he's like, uh, no, we can't buy alcohol. And she's like, that's a crock. I asked if you were going to be drinking. Um, and he's like, I just gave you my answer. I hate there. I hate this part is because it's so painful to watch. Their dynamic is so tense, but it's so well done. It's, so ten- it's awesome. No, it's They're great. They're so contemptuous just against each other. So strained. Uh-huh. I can't. Oh, it really gets to me. I'll be honest, though. I don't blame him for being strained, but we'll get oh, to no, that Oh, no, not bit. at all. She's like, hey, take your sister. And it's like, to a fucking college party? She's 13. No, she's in middle school. He's in high school. Stop. Like, that's not appropriate. (laughs) Like, you have to know that, like, and it's not even like a test where it's like, oh, I'm going to an adult party. No, he's like, why? She's like, let her meet some people and get to know other people. It's like, yeah, she's 13. Like, it's a little weird. And he then, like, runs out and is like, hey, get out of here. You're going to catch a cold. You have no shoes on. And then it's like, hey, you're going to this party because you want to meet some friends. And she's like, I don't want to go. Please don't make me. <laughs> yeah, which I'm like, fair. I don't want to go to this fucking yep, party either. I don't want to go. My brother's bringing his dick. <laughs> they go to the party. They're driving and Charlie is clicking away in the back seat. We drive by a telephone pole and I love how the shot stops again. Symmetry yep. goes great. It's in the middle of the screen. Mm-hmm. And what is burned on that telephone pole? A symbol. The same symbol that's on Grandma's little necklace. Burr, 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 burr. Exactly. Those horns. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> and then like this house is so fucking fancy. Like, where is this house supposed to be? It's some rich kid's house. Holy shit. Rich, yeah. And there's a close up <laughs> on a girl just going to town on some nuts. She's chopping. <laughs> Dude, she's chopping the nuts. Hell out of them. <laughs> and like, like that. Oh man, so good. Here's the thing. I know it comes into play in a bit, but like, supposedly she baked it into this cake, right? Yeah. Cakes take long times to bake. So yeah, how was... long is it at this party <laughs> where she's chopping fresh nuts and she's putting it in the fucking batter and then like there's a fresh cake unless she's making like multiple cakes. Maybe and who makes a cake at a party? I Don't do. You, you know, be, like here's what I would say. I'm not a huge oh, fan gosh. of those kind of parties. I wasn't invited to those. But if you had a fucking party and there was a cake, I'd be face deep in that cake. Oh well, of course. But it's just I thought it odd. Yeah, like, well, I'm like, a high I'll, schooler. I'm gonna bake a cake. I'm gonna bring the weed. I'm gonna bring the liquor. And she's like, "I will make a chocolate cake, <laughs> and I will bring the cake." Yeah, it's like, okay, Sarah, make your fucking cake in the kitchen. Just don't <laughs> make a mess. That's funny. Peter meets the girl he was checking out and kind of tries to flirt. She's like a asshole though. She's like not cool. Like no. Peter, bruh. No personality. We see this movie. I mean, Peter too is kind of stoic, but it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, I have really good weed. And then she's like, there's a bong next door and uh, our next in the next room. And then this I always thought was like, it's so sweet how like he like talks to Charlie about this. And because this would be me where he's like, hey, I'm going to go to the next room. She's like, please don't leave me. He's like, just go get a piece of cake. And she's like, I, I'm not going to. They're handing out that cake. It's not going to be enough. I don't want to be the only one eating cake that shouldn't have cake. He's like, it's a fucking cake. Like if you walk up to them and say you want cake, they're going to give you cake. He's like, it's chocolate. Yeah. Go get that cake. Aww. Um, no, I, I like definitely have had her dilemma before. Like, I don't want to oh, be yeah. the one person at the point. Yes, it's so genuine. I love that part. It's like it's like a Curb Your Enthusiasm thing. Where like, I don't want to be the first one getting the cake, but I don't want to not be the last one getting the cake, too. I want to be like right in the middle. Right. Um, <laughs> like where I'm getting cake, when other people are getting cake, and they don't look at me weird. They go into a room, Peter and this girl, and there's like three people in there. He's like, and she immediately goes, hey, Peter has weed. Like, way to sell him out. And they're like bros, too. Like, I... I assume Peter's like, oh, we're going to, like, be alone and smoke weed and talk to each other. And yep, it's, like, nope. two other dudes. And they're like, oh, sweet. Like, rap. And then uh, cut to Charlie. And she is, like, fa- like I said earlier, face deep in this cake. <laughs> it's all over her face. Um, oh, man. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, man, this is where it gets hard. I hate she it. She starts to wheeze. Oh. Chugs. She's smart, though. She goes and gets some water. Stops eating the cake. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, Peter's, like, talking to his friends. And this is where, like, asking questions. Like, hey, is she, like, strange? They drop an R, a hard R. I hate, hate Oh, my gosh. I hate yeah. it. But he's, like, talking, like, no, no. She just, you know, makes her things. She She's keeps just herself. Charlie, yeah. Yeah. Mom calls and leaves a voicemail. And she comes in, like, hey, it's hard to breathe. My throat's closing up. And he rushes her to the car, carries her to the car, and they take off. Uh, and, uh. Yeah, oh it's the God. scene. Oh, <laughs> I have to go through this and live this over again. Um, she's like, the music's kicked in at full speed. I'm going to get the music in a bit, but like, he's speeding down that dark road. She's kicking and gasping. Like, like it's struggling for air in the backseat. Dude, that's the part that gets me is like her kicking and stuff. It's so it. hard to watch. Oh, it's um, Going into like anaphylactic shock. Um, he is flying down this back road and he's like, mm-hmm. Hey, we're taking to the hospital. You're gonna be fine. Like, it's okay. Hang on. And, uh, she rolls down the window to get some air, sticks her head out the window. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it's real or not, or he's picturing it, but there is a deer carcass in the middle of the road. 
he that's like he swerves a bunch we see that telephone pole from earlier charlie sees this and like it's a lit it's all in dark beside the taillights and the headlights of this car he swerves we hear a crunch like a loud crunching cracking sound and uh he says on the break, the shots of these tires, it's so fast paced. And then there is just this shot of the car in the middle of the road. And we kept hearing her like panicked breathing and scream, like and trying to breathe and this music. And now it is dead silent. I know that this part is really difficult, but I feel like the scene after that is one of my favorites in the movie, just because like you said, it is so quiet and then you you just are watching Peter just sitting there. And then what really breaks me is when he goes, you okay? And then like stops because he knows it's not okay. And he like looks in the oh rearview mirror. Oh my gosh, mirror, yes. And we see his perspective later on, what he saw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just silent. You see like a tear stroll down his face and it just lingers on his face. Um, It's fucking agonizing. Oh, it's so good though. Be- like, it's it's so good, but it's like it's it just hurts. Mm-hmm. The silence in this scene is so fucking loud, and I mean that in like it makes you compartmentalize what you just saw. We go back to that wide of that road where it's just literally him in the darkness with the lights of the car. He drives home, goes to park in the driveway, walks upstairs mindlessly just wanders in his room and then there's this like this sucks you even hear like andy being like oh yay they're home okay great and then just fall back asleep he just goes in his room and falls asleep and like it shifts like into like his face laying in bed he hasn't slept you can tell and then in the background we hear andy be like hey i'm gonna go to the store and like walk downstairs and get we hear the car door and then she just starts wailing and the music picks back up and fucking a. And then if you just want to make this worse, we get like a five second shot. It feels like forever. It feels like forever. Yeah. It. I look away every time because. No, I can't look at it. We see Charlie's decapitated head in the road and bugs are eating her fucking head. It's so bad. Like, what's what's really fucked up is that A24 released a puzzle, and it's literally like the hereditary puzzle, and it's Ugh. her head. I would, it's that oh my scene. God, that's gross. It's so gross, dude. Like, <laughs> just trying to bring the mood back up. I'm like, they have a puzzle of this scene. Like, oh, oh my, my God. God. It's so fucking it's, horrifying. And it looks sure. so realistic. It looks so good. That's what, that's what, that's what gets me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say the music was done by Colin Stetson, and he... Does a phenomenal job. It's really good. I I love the whole like the clicks in the music, the like pauses in the music. Yeah. Like you said, that ramping up before that event happened. Like it's awesome. And I want to say this: this is based on a real life incident. Really. Yep. Uh, oh I, my god. In 2004, in Georgia, John Kemper Hutcherson um, accidentally decapitated his childhood friend on a telephone pole after. The one, the latter leaned his head from the vehicle to relieve symptoms of his inebriation. <sighs> Hutchinson drove home with the headless corpse in the car and fell asleep <sighs> until a passerby walking his toddler noticed his body still in the truck and called oh authorities. Oh my god, that's so crazy! Yep. 
Oof. Yeah, so like it's fucking dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a hard scene to watch. And this is where it really the movie shifts. And this is where it's kind of also kind of I think this is I, this is a weirdly funny thing I think about. This was pitched as a familial drama, and like which <laughs> trailers were shown, but like when they were doing like screening things before, like kids movies, and kids oh were God, like up, families really? were in the uh, <gasps> release of it when they first did it with like children, and they had so much fucking fallback on it. Oh um, and God. this is kind of where everyone's like, "What the hell?" But yeah, she's on the ground in a kneeling position with her head down, kind of bowing almost, which is comes to play later. Yeah. And her head, you can't see her head. She's just going, I just want to die. I just want to die. And like Steve is trying to console her. But she is, like you said, the wailing is just, it is she, what yeah. every parent would feel in that situation after they saw their child's body like that. Yeah, Tony Collette just puts 110% into this performance. Like she is breathtaking. Yes. Like, you really feel for her character. Oh, yeah, you do. God, it's just so, man, it's so good. It's tough. Um, yeah. An excellent shot of, it shows the casket getting lowered into the ground. And again, mm-hmm. it's this symmetrical shot where we see, like, the mountains in the background. And then we follow the uh, casket into the ground and then go Oof. through the dirt. Um, Peter, this whole time, has just been, like, a literal specter. Just silent, wandering yeah. this. Movie ends silence. Steve walks in and sees another word carved in the wall. Liz, what is this word? It is Zazus. Zazaz. I don't know how to pronounce it. It is a demon that's usually conjured by Ouija boards. Which, uh, yep, that happens a bit later. Yup, Um, so that's fun. We, uh, see out the window, Peter. In Peter's window, there's a red light in the treehouse. We find out later it's Annie sleeping in there with heating lamps. We go back to Peter in his drone state. He sits in class and he looks up. It's like he's looking in the rearview mirror. And it's literally like, it's not like he, it's just like he looks up from his desk and sees in the top right corner of the screen and it's uh, Charlie's decapitated corpse in the rearview mirror. Oh, man. And it's just, it, it's haunting again. It's like one more time. Boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then what the next scene is them smoking behind the bleachers. Yeah. Which is also really fun. I just like that he's like, who calls their girlfriend princess? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um, every girl wants that, so shut up. Uh, you high then, school dweeb. <laughs> uh, but then what starts to happen to uh Oh my gosh, Peter? yeah. I thought it was a panic attack at first, right? But then it's, he's it's like, similar. I can't breathe. Yes, it feels like my throat is getting bigger. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's what Charlie said earlier. It's awesome. Music ramps back up. He arrives back at home and we see the angels laying in the car. And then he goes inside the and he just leaves back at the grief meeting. And who does she meet when she tries to turn away? Oh, she meets Joan. This woman, Joan literally and I, comes yeah. in the middle of the parking lot. It's like, hey, hey, hey. Like, don't leave. This bitch, I can't stand her. Yeah, and she, she, what's, Spencer, what's funny is that she comes off as so genuine. Yeah. Like, I believed this woman. <laughs> she would have got you too. Oh, she would have got yeah. me too, girl. Because <laughs> she's like talking to Annie. She's like, hey, what's going on? Why are you leaving? And Annie's like, I forgot something. And then uh, Joan's like, uh, my son was killed. And, uh, oh my gosh, and my yeah. grandson. And they were young. Like, damn, th- way to throw that at Annie. And uh, she's right? like, come here's helped. Not made it easy, but it's made it less lonely. And then gives her her phone number. And then Annie comes home and Steve tries to comfort her and like hug her. And she's like, I'm going to go sleep in the treehouse. And he's like... Oh, she's like, I'm going to leave. He's like, you're just going to not come back to the bed. 
and which is really sad but steve, it's also kind of like steve is a good man damn it no and she's like i'm just gonna go to the treehouse i know i just feel oh man i just feel so bad <laughs> poor uh, steve and then uh we cut to peter in the bed watching the treehouse light come on and then we just hear oh my gosh and there's like footsteps too yeah at least i thought i heard some like shuffling or something so i'm like oh yeah, and then he he looks at the room and gets scared by a chair that kind of looks like a person. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie spills paint on Joan's number and then decides, like, I'm going to go meet her for coffee. When there was, like, that shot of the mail going through the slot, I'm pretty sure yes. one of them was, like, a medium a thing, right? Yep. Yes. yes. I love that detail. Yep. So there's a bunch of mail. That's a little bit later, but there's a, there's a bunch of mail shoved in the door. And, uh, and it looks like one was kind of wedged on top, and it's a seance paper. Yeah. We... Go and meet uh, Joan, and uh, Annie sees there's a mat on the ground that kind of looks like her mom's that she used to make. And she's like, oh, my mom used to make these. And Joan's like, oh, no kidding. Girl. <laughs> Joan and her chat about when she found Charlie and uh, is basically like, I didn't even recognize it was her because I didn't see her head, but I could just kind of tell. Annie takes something out of her mouth. It looks, I don't know what it yeah. is. It's like a chip. I don't know what it is either. It's I, weird. It, it doesn't really come back up. Um, mm-hmm. And then Joan's like, how's the relationship with your son? Then we hear yeah, why. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's like really abrupt because, you know, we find out later it's why. It's so abrupt. Yeah. But uh, we find out later that Annie sleepwalks. And a few years ago, she walked into the, uh, P- Peter and Charlie shared a room. Um, she covered her, Charlie, and Peter in paint thinner. It had a box of matches. And then when she struck the match, they woke up Peter. And Peter started screaming. And she's like. They fought constantly, and there's nothing I could say or do. Like, it was an accident, but, like, he doesn't understand that. He's never forgiven me. And it's like, uh, yeah. No shit. That's... Because, like, I would have trust issues if, like, someone I knew came in my yeah. fucking room and, like, lit me, almost tried to light me on fire. That's very extreme. <laughs> so, yes. I don't blame him. Yeah. But I and... also am curious why you think she did this. Because did she subconsciously know what was, like... I think it was to, yeah. subconsciously she knew that she had to kill them all so that she could save themselves. Yeah. Because at the end it's all about like cleansing curious. themselves with fire. Mm-hmm. Um, we're back home to see that Steve is next to Annie's new miniature, which is uh, fucking A. It's the death <laughs> of their so daughter. It's literally the scene of the crime. And not crime, but it's the scene of everything. And like, um, Annie does say, like, it's a neutral depiction of the accident. Um, and Steve's like, this is going to make Peter so fucking sad. And it's it's literally the telephone pole, the car, her daughter's head in the middle of the road. Yeah, she's casually painting blood. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, emotionless. And he's like, what the fuck? Um, no, I love that the dad just sticks up for Peter. Like, yeah. this whole time, you know, like, good good on him. Good for him being a good dad. Yeah. And because uh, she's, yeah. she's like super desensitized. And yeah, she's like, I'll make dinner. And he's like, I already made dinner. Like, oh, what are you doing? Dude, that really hit me. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, come, don't come. I don't give a shit, whatever. And then we cut oh, to man. probably one of my Ooh. favorite scenes ever. It's so It's good. so well done. So we get a wide shot of the table and they're having dinner. And it's just silent. All you hear is like the clattering and clanking. Like the sound design of this movie is so good. Mm-hmm. And then I do like this. Peter's like, good dinner, dad. And then Steve just goes, thanks, buddy. No, thanks, buddy. <laughs> and then Annie, though, scoffs. I hate that so much. She's like, I hate it. I, oh my God. and Peter finally is like, "You okay? Like, what's going yeah. on?" And then she's like, "What do you mean? Why would you say that? Why would you ask that question?" She, I can't do this justice, but she Man. fucking snaps at Peter. 
I want to like learn this entire monologue just so I can just like pull it out whenever like a you know like oh here's my party trick <laughs> there you go guys yeah. <laughs> it's it's a good one. I mean I, I made Ooh, you learn the Jurassic so Park monologue so you can probably use that <laughs> right yeah, exactly so I got that one under my belt yeah but she's like you always have this smug look on your face and you can never admit that you're wrong and that you killed Charlie like Charlie's dead Oof. and she says which is such a waste because it didn't even bring our family together it drove us apart even more and then she, he starts to tear up because she's like now I can never forgive you and because you, I, I can never say sorry and no one ever says that they're sorry because no one can ever admit that they've done anything wrong and then Peter like justifiably flips it back at her and it's yeah. like what about you, mom? Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> because like, and he's like, she didn't want to go to that party, mom. Like, you made oh, her go man. to the party. Steve's like, stop this, enough. And then in a wide shot, she just gets up, it's like, fine. And then just storms off. And we get to see their their natural reactions breathe a little bit. Steve just comforts Peter. And then oh. Steve finally reacts. Like, he's like, god damn it. It's, it's so well done. No, it's really good. Like, um, I think one of some of my favorite lines are like, "Don't you swear at me, you little shit!" And then yeah. she's like, "That fucking face on your face!" <laughs> like, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, she goes off Ooh. on him. Annie is runs out of supplies. She runs to an art store, and uh, Joan is there, and she says, "Annie," like she's Jar Jar Binks. She's like, "Annie," and like, <laughs> oh my god, her. oh shut up, oh, and god. uh. She tells <laughs> what is she? I know. I thought I was like I started laughing because I was. I needed to laugh at a certain <laughs> it's so point. So good. Um, <laughs> she tells her that she's talked with her son, and that she went to this open seance, and she wants Annie to try it with her and to come to her house to do this. Yeah, and Annie's like, uh, "No, thanks." And uh, Joan's like, "No, no, no! You have to come. You turned everything around. I talked to him." And I, what I love here is that this whole movie, what the director does so well, is that he lets these shots stay on the performers. We mm-hmm. get long dialogue scenes where there's no cuts, so you can see their genuine reactions. And I love that Joan leaves the screen as she's pleading with Annie, so we just see all of Annie's reaction, and she's dealing with all of this. Uh, strike the match, the, we're in the dark, and we start a seance. And Joan's like, hey, here's how you go through all this stuff. This scene is good too. Oh my! It really like the first time I saw it, it sent a chill down my spine just because like talking with ghosts and stuff scares me. Oh yeah, so just and like Ouija boards are fucking. Whew, scary. I'm not. I'm not about that life. So I'm just no. like, nope, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, and Annie's like, what's going on? She feels something brush against her. She's like, what was that? Um, oh. Jones like, put your hand in this glass. Don't touch it too hard. When the glass moves, um, it'll be that there's try. Uh, Louis is here. The glass shifts under their hand. Annie jumps. Um, Annie is like just like completely overwhelmed. No, I would be too, man. And then yeah. when her hair moves. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Um, then Joan's like, here's my chalkboard for you, Louie. Like, this is your favorite chalkboard. And the chalkboard writes, I love you, Grandma. That's <laughs> uh, so wild, and dude. I love that Annie's like, please stop. And she's like, I have to go. And then Joan's reaction is so hilarious. Joan's just like, What? <laughs> no she gets like angry which we you know i mean you find out why we get it um, you find out why and, and then, then i love 
Um, she literally gives her a fucking pamphlet. Yeah, Here's she how her to summon candle. a demon. <laughs> well, she gives her a candle and the pamphlet. She's like, hey, this yes. is how you start the sands. I don't know the words. I don't know the language. But just say the words and say the meanings behind them. And say it verbatim. Yes. Say it all the way through. Make sure your family's there. Okay, thank you. Bye. And like kicks her out of the house. And like just make sure 100% that your family's all there. She's you like, make sure that. you have a link to Charlie. <laughs> Do all this stuff verbatim. Blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, and then she goes, oh, by the way, you didn't kill Annie. Oh, you didn't kill her, Annie. <laughs> it's like what the fuck Which, <laughs> dude it's wild it's just like what person in their right mind would read something that they don't understand i would have looked the shit up yeah I you would know be like, no thanks like look it up on the internet like because yeah. um, then it'd be like oh this is how you summon payment like don't yeah. read this like oh my god yeah and then i like the shot though because like annie's like at the door and we look and we see jones talking to her through a mirror and like you can see, oh, Jones that's a good face shot. In the mirror. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. And then she's driving back overwhelmed by this, and all of a sudden, oh my god. music stops, and we hear a click. Just like, a... nope, that got me, Spencer. I yeah, like jumped. I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> I forgot then, about it. I'm like, yeah. oh. Annie just starts to cry. Um, and then she's struggling to sleep, and she wakes up, and there are ants all over her bed. This oh, is my breakfast in bed. <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> this is how you get ants. Oh, but it's so gross, so gross because, like, she watches them all over the room. They're in her window, and then she follows them. Oh, my gosh. To Peter's bedroom, and Peter is just covered. His face is covered. I hate it. It's so gross. It's coming gross. out of his mouth. Oh. And there's, like, I had thousands to look away. It's yeah. so bad. Her reaction, though, is so great. It's like a silent scream, and oh, the music so just ramps up to, like, a 10, mm-hmm. where it's so loud, and then it just stops. And Peter's like, hey, what are you doing in here? And then it's like an improv game. Like I did this when I did improv class where you watch like whose line is anyway, where it's like called like questions. Where it's like you can only answer questions with a question. And he's yeah. like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Why are you scared of me?" That Aww. it's it sounds very surreal because like they're not really speaking correctly. And then she's like, "I never wanted to be your mother." Quickly. And then she comes out. It's so good. I'm just like, "No, oh my god!" Yeah. And he's like, "Why?" And he starts to cry. And we're cutting back and oh forth. God, yeah. And she's like, "I was mm-hmm. scared, and never feel like I should be your mother." And he's like, "Why did you have me?" And she says, "Dude, she tried to have a miscarriage." Oh, yes. And he says, "How?" And she says, "Any way that I could, whatever they told me not to do, I did." And you still came. Um, oh my god! And he starts to bawl. He's like, "You tried to kill me," and she's like, "No, no, like I, I love you and I appreciate you." And then like we keep cutting back and forth, faster, 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 and then. One quick shot, he is drenched. Cut back to her, she is drenched. They are both crying, and she lights a match, and they both go up in flames. And then she wakes up. Oh, such a a good scene. Yeah. So good. It's so good. Uh, Obviously, your next step is just do a quick bathroom seance. Yeah, she's just kind of laying there, and she's like, well, I got nothing better to do. Might as well grab Joan's candle in the words. And uh, I like how she wakes Peter up. Like, she, like, jumps on him and, like, in his face. And she's like, hey, Peter, wake up. And when he no, lays up a little wild. bit, the camera shifts. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> and she's, like, in, like, a weird state. And he's like, hey, I had a bad dream. She's like, no, no, it's cool. It's fine. We can fix it. I can make it all better. Come on. It's crazy. And then, um. Well, there's the, she, like, goes and gets Steve. And then she rushes uh, everybody to the kitchen for a seance. And Steve is like, Why? And, yeah, he's and like, she's like, this. yeah, he's like, he's like, knock it off. And she's like, no, I'm a medium. I can talk to people. I saw a say, uh, apparition. Only I can do this. You need to be here. And I need you guys to believe in this. And then Peter's like this really goofy reaction. Where he's like, sure, I'll stay. Yeah. Who, who in their right mind? His mom literally is like, you know, came into his room, 
right? And was like near his face, like up in his, yeah. like, you know, face. And then she's like, oh yeah, I'm a medium. Like, you can't be a medium after doing it once. <laughs> like They, uh, start to talk to Charlie and you can see Peter's like very nervous. Oh yeah. Very he's like, he's like, uh, can anyone else feel the air like change? And then they do the glass thing and the glass doesn't shift on the table. It flies across the table. <sighs> and Peter starts having a panic attack, basically. And he starts to freak out more and is throwing more things at Charlie that questions. And she's like, hey, draw on this notebook. You drew it earlier. And she's like, knock it off. You're scaring Peter. And then the candle bursts into flames. Yeah, that part was cool. Yeah, and then like Peter, like our Steve looks under the table and be like, "Where is it coming from?" And he starts to like growl and goes catatonic, yeah. and then boom, now she's Charlie. Yeah, like the voice like melding and stuff. Like it's her, and then it's Charlie, and then Charlie's like, "Where's mommy?" And then like, and what's happening? Why are you Peter's so scared? What's going on? Crying. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then Peter's like, "Stop it! Stop it! Please!" And the music's going insane here. Yeah. It's like overwhelming, uh, and Steve runs in and just chucks water at her face. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, what's like, happening? And he yeah. and Peter's like just bawling his eyes out. Steve's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he's like, I got to hold this family together. Uh, yeah, and he's like, fuck off. And then Ooh. cut back to the model. And I don't know if this is true or not because I couldn't see it. Is the head gone from the road? Oh, I don't remember. I didn't write that down. It looks like the head is gone. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, but Liz, more words on the wall. What are these ones? Oh, God, I can't pronounce this. Don't worry about pronouncing it. Lif- so, yeah, yeah Liftoch pandano- Pandemonium. And I guess Liftoch is like a Jewish word for open. So open chaos. Yep. Like, what? Pretty That's much. so awesome. Yep, pretty <laughs> It's much. so good. And then there's a great cut here where Peter's staring blankly in the bed. And then it shifts to him sitting in class. Like, he's sitting on the bed. And then it just transitions to him being in his desk. Mm-hmm. He is sitting in the classroom. We get a cool dolly shot around him, and it shows that Peter's staring at himself in the reflection of this window, but his reflection is smiling creepily back at him, um, and he's just, like, staring blankly. And then all of a sudden, we hear... The tongue click. <laughs> and he jolts up and stands up and goes, I need to go to the Ooh. bathroom. We get a tense phone call with Steve calling Andy be like, knock it the fuck off. Because he um, says that Peter thinks a spirit is after him. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's so sad. Yeah, and he just, like, gets pissed off at him, calls him back, mm-hmm. and then breaks her model and breaks all of her models. Yeah. Steve and Peter come back home, and they're both like, wow, this house smells gross. We then see that in the model of Peter's room, Peter's head is missing. Yeah, oh, it's so good. So many headless things. Yep. And then there's a really cool effect here where Annie just starts hearing noises and follows them around the house to see that in Charlie's notebook, on her bed... The pages are just flipping, being filled with pictures. Yeah, and they're pictures of Peter. And it's like his eyes are X'd out and stuff. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Then we see Peter, and this shot is so (gasps) creepy. I don't like it. (laughs) Um, Peter's asleep, and he wakes up to another. He jolts up to see that Charlie's in the corner of his room. And then she's staring blankly at him, and her head falls off. Yes. And then when it lands on the floor, it's a basketball. It's so good. And then the dog is in the doorway growling. And then someone is ho- like holding Peter's head. Yeah, like, they burst to take through it off the. Like, oh my they god! Burst yeah, through, through the like bedpost. Uh, yeah, and he starts screaming. Yeah. And then we cut to downstairs, oh and we hear Annie's there, be like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" And he's like, "You tried to rip my head off," and she's like, "No, I didn't. Don't tell Dad. I'll, I'll fix this." 
And then she like takes the notebook and goes that had like Peter's eyes gouged out and tries to burn it. And but then when it's catching fire, she's catching fire. It's a cool effect because like as the it's book so burns, cool. every little bit it burns, she goes more in flames. She like casually puts herself. I love how like lackadaisical she's like. Pat- she's like kind of annoyed, but she's like lit on fire again. <laughs> and like kind of like patting it and then like oh, she's very calm <laughs> yeah and then she rips the book out of the flames and then like pats it down and puts it out and then, and then immediately when she does the fire goes out on her yeah that's so cool then there's a weird shot next day where peter's like leaving oh. and sees a crack in the door and angie's in the yeah. crack staring menacingly at him yeah that's weird uh and then we see that she's at jones apartment complex and there's a cool shot where like she's walking on the ceiling and then we kind of follow her and then as she passes mm-hmm. at like the tipping point of the camera it kind of bends around and wraps around now she's regularly um on the floor walking and uh yeah we see that joan has left the building but what has she left behind she left white sheets lots of candles and then we see the same symbol on the necklace that's on like this little, I guess, like mini altar that's on the like. Yep. And then on the table is the carved triangle with Peter's face in it. And then like all of Charlie's like little knickknacks and stuff mm-hmm. that they took from the house. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And where is Joan at though? Because she's not at her house. She is. Yeah, she's yelling at Peter like, I expel you. I Get out, Peter. Words Cult jargon. Yeah. Demon stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Annie, and we find out what's going on and what this is all about. She reads about Payman, the god of mischief. And the picture of him is he's on a horse with three decapitated heads next to him. Oh, it's so crazy. Yes, and we find out that Payman possesses the most vulnerable host, and the ritual will only be complete when he finds the permanent host that he can be locked into it is also said that he is male and he then requires a male host there's a picture in the book that shows like payman um sitting on like a crown uh, on like a a altar full of his like offerings and things yeah Mm -hmm. um and uh we then go through grandma's old picture book and um looks like joan isn't just some random woman Oh my gosh, when I saw this movie for the first time, I was shook. I'm like, this bitch, I trusted you. And all this time, you've been her friend. <laughs> like, Yeah, she is. She's a cult member. <laughs> she is not just a cult member. She's like grandma's oh, right-hand man. Dude. At all the cult meetings. And there's a really creepy scene that looks like, again, it looks like that payment picture where he's getting showered with the ritualistic stuff. Grandma is on the ground yeah. in a crown. And they're all around her, like, showering her with gold. And that's with where gold, I think. it's crazy. Grandma has been payment. This whole time, and when she died, she passed. And when she was with Charlie, she was passing that along to Charlie. When she gets decapitated, mm-hmm. that light that we see follow Charlie transforms Charlie into Payman. Which then, when she gets decapitated, the light goes out. Then it goes on to the next person, eventually trying to go on to our final person. But yeah, so back to school. Peter is in a trance, just walking down the hallway. And we see that light shudder through the hallway again. And he which goes. Is such a different. Sorry, it's just like such a different way of showing like a presence. You know what I mean? It's so simple, but it works. It's so simple, but it's very effective. Yeah. Annie is like, ugh, I'm going to go check out that attic smell. Goes upstairs into the ugh. attic and there are flies everywhere. Oh, that's disgusting. Because? Her mom's body's in the in the attic yes. with no head. No head and charred. Uh-huh to a crisp and the symbol is on the wall 
and the symbols on the wall in blood. In blood. In blood, perfect. which he says. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, and this is intercut back and forth <laughs> with Peter in class, and he's hearing Charlie's click yeah. all over the place. And I love how weird this looks. Like he like looks like his like hand goes up, he's like a puppet, and his like face yes. is distorted. Yeah, like his eyelashes, like on his one eye, and then like half of his face is like reddish. Like it's just Yeah, and he looks oh, like he's so in pain. Good. And yeah. he is definitely in pain after this because he just starts slamming his face into this desk and busts his nose up it's so good though he's on the ground screaming covered in blood peter comes home after steve picks him up and he finally shows emotion by breaking down because he almost runs a red light yeah aw. and annie comes back and is like what happened what happened because we heard that she got a phone call while she's upstairs in the attic and steve's basically like fuck off like you don't care about our son right now <laughs> Like, help me carry our son upstairs. They go and take him to his room, and Annie's, like, freaking out because she's like, hey, uh, here's something happening. You got to go in the attic. Uh, there's some crazy stuff going on there. My mom's body's up there. Her head's missing. written in blood. And she's like, but wait, there's more. And Steve's like, more than your mother's headless body. Right. <laughs> and then we he goes upstairs, and I like this. It's not a fake out. It's not like she's gone. He screams and the body yeah. is still up there. I do like that. No, I'm really glad. Mm-hmm. It could have easily been played like she's not there. Um, yeah, like, oh, you're crazy. Like, oh my well, God, her body's not up there. Yeah. To be fair, well, he yeah. still calls the crazy card because he's like, she's like explaining everything. She explains payment. She explains the apparitions. Yeah. And she's like, we brought back a demon. We didn't bring back Charlie. I brought this back. I need to fix this. We need to burn this book. She is pleading with him to throw this book in the fire because that's mm-hmm. how it'll go away she will die in the process but it'll save him and peter and he's like you dug up your mother's body you did this what's going on and then it kind of shifts yeah because he goes super silent and she's dousing the book of paint thinner and she's like saying her goodbyes and it looks like he starts to go along with it yeah like he get, like you said he gets like really quiet just kind of going through the motions and then he's just like i'm not i can't do this anymore like you need help and yeah. she's like, no, please do this. Like, you have to do this. So then she takes the book from him and throws oh. it into the fire. It, and, uh, well, she was right. Uh, it, it goes nope. in flames, but not her. No. Steve. Poor Steve. Erupts oh. into flames and chars to a literal crisp. Um, we see her oh start to scream in horror. The light washes over and then she just snaps. It's, and it's so good. It goes catatonic, and Annie is now possessed by Payman. Oh, I, it's such a good, like, like you said, just like a snap of a finger. She's like horrified, nothing. Yep. And, and then this next shot is like, I know this ugh. shot is, this is the second shot that's like, kind of like this, but it's one of my favorite things. Hold on, why do you want to talk about ever. it? So, um, yeah. Payman can only take over the most vulnerable host. So it needed to break down Annie. Hold on. Stormy, you gotta lay down. Aww. Um, Hi, sweet babe. Come on. Lay down, Bubba. So it broke. It's been trying to break Annie and Peter's spirit to get into their bodies. And finally, her losing her husband and him going into flames is what snapped. But that's why her brother killed himself because he felt like she was always, or her mom was always trying to put payment into him because he was a boy. That's why mm-hmm. uh, Grandma wanted to get close to Peter, but then when she couldn't, she wanted to get close to Charlie because she could make Charlie vulnerable to be Payman's uh, surrogate for the whole time. 
Mm-hmm. That's why the husband, uh, her dad, starved himself, and he could never be taken over because he was not a he was a frail host. He wasn't a perp because it says it needs to be a healthy body. Yeah, yeah so, so there's good. it's a lot as we find out, and it gets pieced together. But now, yeah, she is vulnerable enough where it takes over, and then yeah, explain this shot. So it goes from daytime. Second later, it's dark. And I, I don't like, cause it's just like the outside of the house. Like you see the house and the forest around it, light, instant dark. And then I just love that you see all of the cult members. Like I paused it just to look at it just because it was so surreal and so cool. Just seeing all of these naked bodies, like just standing, staring at this house during the dark time. It yep. was so good. Um, because now we are kicking it into fall gear. Um, bro <laughs> hold on to your butts <laughs> yes hold on to your butts peter wakes up we see someone's in the treehouse we get a wide of peter's room and in the corner oh <laughs> the top left corner of the ceiling we see annie hiding like a spider staring oh at peter it's and like you, batman it, tried to do this in like yeah. batman v superman yep, yep. but he did not succeed no but like, <laughs> like it's it's really well done, and you can, you can miss it. It's very yeah. dark in the corner. Um, and mm-hmm. also, they didn't take his shoes off when they put him to bed. He's still wearing his shoes. Yeah. What kind of chaotic energy is that? That's no thanks. gross. Dirt and <laughs> shit. horrifying. Sheets. <laughs> we now see the treehouse is lit up even more because oh, it looks like there's gosh. like a light outside of it. And then we mm-hmm. see, because he's looking outside, Annie scatters on the ceiling and flies oh out God. the door when he looks she's gone and and this is all silent it's so good like i'll never forget in the theater everybody's like oh my god like when she's like traveling across the ceiling oh my gosh this is one that i wish i saw in the theater i did not oh Um, dude it was wild uh, yes we then see him walking down in the darkness throughout the house hears some banging downstairs and we go down and see that the piano is completely tipped over and open Mm -hmm. and that comes into play later he enters the living room and sees everything's turned over, and then he pans to see. He scans the room and sees oh. his dad's charred corpse in front of the fireplace. And we see, zoom in like it's the dad's ring, so he sees it. And again, this looks really good uh, looks really in a good. horrific way. And then uh, we see Annie in the top corner of the oh. room again, but this one's clear <laughs> as day. You can clearly see her. Yep. Peter starts to cry, and uh, what does he uh, see in the uh, closet? A naked cult member. <laughs> Not just oh, a no. naked cult member. It is the same guy from the funeral. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. The weird, like, you know, toothy guy. <laughs> yes. And because you can tell by his teeth. And then we get a wide shot back to behind him and she's gone. Dude, it's, oh my God. <laughs> it's so scary. Then a uh, quick cut to him staring at like the regular side of the room, and then Annie just bum rushes him from the corner. I hate it, dude. I jumped. It's so such a good hard. jump. It's so good. And she chases him into the now open attic because the cult members open the attic. Yeah, no, like she like runs after. That's the scariest part yeah. to me. Is he's running, he booking it. He hauls ass. Holy and she shit! She trips over the stairs. He books it upstairs and then pulls mm-hmm. the ladder up. And she's trying to grab it, and he's like pleading. He's like, "Mommy, I'm scared." And we hear her like banging on the dude door, and mm-hmm. like it takes a second for you to realize he has the ladder. So how can she reach up there? Oh, it's so good. And it's not her banging her hand against the door. She is like rapidly 
smashing her face against this door. That's so good. And then it stops. He gets up, looks around, and you can see in the background all these naked cult members. He walks over to the where the grandma's body was, and there's just like a outline. Mm-hmm. And now in the middle of this outline is just a picture of him with his eyes crossed out. And uh, oh, he's like, wake oh, up, God. wake up, wake up. And then all of a sudden you hear like this like, like tearing and like um, there's like a squelching noise. Like, yeah. And then like he whips his head around and he looks up slowly. Annie is floating in midair, staring daggers at Peter. And with a piano wire, is slowly cutting her head off. Like sawing. like. And she is like going back and forth slowly. And it's up close. And you see her like blank dead stare. Like staring. He's like. And like there's blood all over. And then she's just going faster and faster. Like, and then uh, the music stops. And all we hear is the the cutting noise going faster and faster. He sees the people, screams, and this is a fun but weird shot. He like runs out the window and like jumps out the window, and then it just like quickly pans down and sees his body like laying face first in the dirt. Yeah, and like the fact that they just held onto Tony Collette for so long while she's doing that to yes. herself, like it's just so unsettling. It's a hard shot it's because she's so like hard. her her stare is creepy. Yeah. And the fact that he screams when he sees the naked people, and that's what sends him out. I think the it's window. like I think he's in shock. <laughs> the collection. I think of he's everything. in shock, and then yeah, it's like them being there, like oh my god, there's more people here. I don't know. And then like he runs. Mm-hmm. You hear the cutting go faster, 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 and then just stop. We hear a thud, and Annie has decapitated herself. That through line decapitation. Yep. Uh, and then we also see, if you look at the shadow, you see a body float over him. Um, oh yeah yes mm-hmm. and then you see the light that wasn't Annie's Ooh. body which is payment that we've been seeing the light of payment go around and mm-hmm. enter peter and uh he gets up and slowly next, yeah and sees, the next shot is my favorite of the whole movie okay then go with it is he looks up he sees tony collette annie's body floating and then it goes up into the treehouse, like her decapitate. It's just such, I don't know, it's so cool. It's a really cruel it's and eerie so shot. Eerie. Yeah. And it just floats up, and he mindlessly clicks his tongue. Oh my god, so good. And makes his way to the tree. And this music is like weirdly triumphant. Oh, it's so ethereal. It's beautiful music. It's wild. Walks the treehouse, and you see all the naked cult members. The dog is Aww, poor dead. I feel bad for the cult members that are in the woods naked because you're gonna get mosquito bites all over your yeah, they're cold dude like you're not in a nice warm like tree house <laughs> yeah you're covered in fucking uh mosquito Ticks bites and and, shit. Yeah. yeah um i don't think they gave a shit he enters it and you see all these cult members kneeling around and then oh my god one last dude. time we see there's an altar and there is a statue with a like a, a staff and a hand up in the way that oh, peter's god. hand was up earlier um, and we see that Charlie's rotted, decapitated head is on top with a crown on it. I Man, this whole ending is just wild because yep. it's just like the inside of the treehouse is in yellows and it's so warm. Yep. And then with the music, you hear the bells, 
which is something that they use like at least in like Catholic ceremonies yeah. and stuff. So it's just so cool. Yeah, but it's 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 overwhelmingly creepy as mm-hmm. well. Um, oh, yeah. You pan down to see that Grandma and um, Annie's decapitated heads or decapitated bodies are laying on the floor. Or they're kneeling on the floor, and they're kneeling at the statue. And then we see Grandma's pictures as Queen Lee, which is one step short of Queen Bee. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Jones in the background, she gets the crown from Charlie's head and puts it on Peter, aka Payment. One more shot of the corpses, but now they're facing him. She says, Charlie, Charlie, it's all right now. You are now Payman, one of the eight kings of hell. Uh, we've corrected the first female body, and we now give you a healthy male host with a broken nose and a shattered face still, but still healthy, nonetheless. Right, like still not that bad. <laughs> uh, they ask for like wealth and glory and ask for him to share his knowledge. They all say, hail Payman. Um, we get an amazing shot of this house. Yes. It looks like a dollhouse again. Like everything around is black, and we're like out in the sky, like a helicopter shot of everything. Um, and then uh, yeah, cut to black, and uh, there is a song over the crest that's very happy. It's called uh, "Both Sides Now" by Judy Collins. And um, yeah, the song is apparently. And I looked this up, and I was confused by this. Yeah. It is about how things are not what they seem to be. Well, would you look at that? Yeah, would you look at that? <laughs> would you um, look at that? That's it. That's hereditary. Movie's over. Is it? Um. Oh my god! It's I so just much. love how like it's this movie's so good, but I just love how like oddly joyful the ending is because it's like oh my gosh, he finally got like it's his fucking, male body, which is so. It, it, you know it, what I mean? But in the it, but yeah, and it's just horrifying to be like yeah, like that's yeah. what they're celebrating. Like at the end, they have fate. This, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Everything lined up in way, and payment is won, and the cult has won, and um, yeah, it's fucking. It's a lot. It's so much, dude. It's <sighs> don't trust your family. <laughs> no, but again, again, there's nothing you can do. It's hereditary. No, nothing you can uh, do. Amazing. <laughs> uh, the the score is amazing. The movie's amazing. So Ari Aster directed it so beautifully. The acting is so well done, and. It's genuinely scary in those moments, and I think it earns them. It doesn't overwhelm you with jump scares, and it doesn't do like those cheesy ones where like, oh, slap in the window. It's just kidding. It's like me just being like, hi, how's it going? Like, it mm-hmm. when it scares you, it means to scare you, and it does it with intent. And I think the only cheap scare could be the bird, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, everything else feels eerie and uh, genuinely scary, and it plays with that idea of grief and how we handle it and manage it and something that we can all relate to is grieving and loss uh and then just adds this fearful aspect to it and i i i fucking think this movie is just amazing and a master class of horror and like i said i think it's eventually going to be regarded in a highlight i just think these movies take time well your any last minute thoughts that you can think about for this movie that you want to mention that we didn't bring up no, other than go see Hereditary if you haven't. Yeah, and like I said, if you haven't seen Jim Kyle this way through and you feel like you can stomach those big moments that we said, I highly recommend. It is a great watch. Those scares are still good. Even if you know they're coming, they're still good. And it's also just genuinely, like we said, just a really good movie. Um, but just know that you're going to leave being like, fuck. Like it, <laughs> exactly. It, it hurts. <laughs> 
I like how you're just like, oh, it's just so hard. And I'm just like, man, this movie's so cool. Like, you no, know no, what I mean? But, but, but yeah. I think, but it can be cool. But like, yeah. you can leave being like, wow, like, it's really cool. And the themes that it talks about, and it mm-hmm. is scary. And it's shot really well. But like, nothing that happens like feels good. It's not a scary No, it's not fun. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not fun. Like, that's what I mean. Like, you can only put on like a horror movie and you can kind of like, shut your mind off a little bit enjoy it but like yeah like this is one of those ones that you when you leave it you just go like damn like yeah. it just it just <laughs> lingers it's one of those lingering ones like i remember like after watching paranormal activity in the theater when the first one came out oh god like we me and my sister's uh friend allison we're, we're friends as well but like uh we stayed up playing battleship because we just couldn't sleep and uh, like mm-hmm. in like the middle of the night, but it was like it just like lingers with you. And then, granted, that movie's not as good as this one is, but it's, that movie's still good. I want to say right now, the first Paranormal oh, Activity yeah. has definitely like again over time, like similar like Blair Witch. People make fun of it, but like at the time, it was it uh, genuinely it, scary. Yeah, and it's still a good I film, but like, but it's one of those ones. Yeah, that, like, I don't just watch l- that. No, but it lingers and it sticks with you. And yeah. uh, this is one of those ones I think does that very well. And Ari Aster, For I'm sure. so excited to see where he goes. He did Midsummer. Oh, love. So and then again, man, uh, Alex does such a great job as Peter. He's so he good. Is, I am so excited to see where his career goes because he's really talented. Mm-hmm. And he's only 23 right now. I didn't realize that. He he's so, so young. young. <laughs> and even uh, Millie Shapiro, she hasn't really done much since. Um, she's done some like bit stuff on TV. She is absolutely excellent. And um, in the parts that she gets – and uh yeah just just a fantastic film and i don't even know do we know what ari aster's next project is i don't because after midsummer he's like oh yeah i'm probably gonna like take a break from horror and i'm like bye which sucks. <laughs> as much as i love you i'm like really upset <laughs> i'm so upset yeah. um he did so, he had a great I'm short film sure. though a great short mm-hmm. film called the strange thing about the johnsons excellent if you've never seen oh that. my gosh yeah dude that one really messed me up yep it looks like he has a comedy horror film coming up by A24. Let's um, go. And uh, it stars Joaquin Phoenix. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Nathan Lane. Oh, my God. And, uh, uh, oh, my God, Michael Gandolfini, a.k.a. <sighs> James Gandolfini's uh, son from St. Newark. Um, yeah. And a lot oh of great actors. Patty Lupone. So basically, the synopsis of Disappointment Boulevard is intimate, decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. So it's a comedy horror film starring Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, like, God dang. Um, He's great. Dude, I I love him and Robert Eggers. Him, Robert Eggers, and James Wan are like going to – they're ushering in this era of horror movies that I'm very excited to see these movies. Um, Robert Eggers – did the lighthouse um and the witch or the vavavitch um <laughs> james wan created saw the conjuring i think he did malignant s- malignant oh god malignant <laughs> yes go watch malignant everybody uh, no i can't <laughs> recommend you watch i Mal- love it it is 100 yeah go god. watch it <laughs> next week i will say we are getting a review because a movie that I am very Yay! excited about is finally here. And I have chills. Liz, what is next week? Halloween kills, baby. Halloween kills. I'm, dude. I literally cannot Ugh. wait. I've been waiting so long. 
it's going to be so well. I love that they're bringing back all the characters from the original. We have Tommy Doyle. Um, there's the Lindsay. Girl- Lindsay, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have all that. We have the old the police chief. It's going to be so Aww. good. I'm ready to see this. I'm ready to get hurt because apparently it's good. It's just, I feel like it's going to be a bloodbath. And For then sure. to wrap up spooky season, Mike is going to join the pod. And we will be ranking the Alien franchise, one of my favorite franchises that people sometimes think doesn't really lean towards horror, even though the first one totally does. Literally, and it's definitely yeah. like, it, it, it kind of becomes a slasher at the end with a Alien vs Predator in the noise. But I think it's great. And then the new ones kind of go towards like body horror and isolation and like this existential horror, which I think is really cool. Yeah, um, are you going to be talking about like Prometheus? Yes, and then, the um, Alien oh, cool. franchise. Okay, nice. So the Alien franchise, so like all of them. The Alien franchise, for those who are wondering, is Aliens one, two, three, four, whatever. They have two kind of different names technically. Mm-hmm. Um, then Alien vs Predator, the second Alien vs Predator movie, and then Prometheus, and then Alien Covenant. Nice. Okay. Yep. So cool. we'll be doing that. That'll be the last Pookie Set episode. I have no idea what the episodes will be after that. I might take a quick break because my mind it's been will a be lot. Like, it's been a lot of horror movies. I do love them so much. And Liz, you've been a part of three. And I'm so thankful that you did this. You are obviously one of my favorite people to have on the pod. You're my favorite people in general. (laughs) And you know that. Um, We'll wrap this baby up. Sounds good. All right. Everybody have a happy Halloween. Yes. Have a happy and safe (laughs) Halloween. Um, If you feel comfortable going trick-or-treating or celebrating, please do so. But please be safe. Follow the podcast on Twitter at PodDirect. Follow us on Instagram at Direct to Audio. See all the spooky season updates. But for those of y'all listening, go watch Hereditary. Um, rent it. Buy it. Whatever you prefer. Um, I always say, be kind and please rewind. And I've been doing a quick spooky-themed stinger at the end of all these. So my one thing will be, don't do fucking seances. They're not good. <laughs> Intro song from YouTube Audio Library by DJ Williams. Audio recordings by Clean Feed. Logo created by David Lucas. Purring by Storm.